All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George show. And let's just cut to the chase. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. I had the most incredible call with a friend Devin of mine, and we were recording it for posting. And I decided when we were done, we were going to record it and post it on this podcast. And a lot of people ask me um, behind the scenes via Instagram messages, Facebook messages, in-person events about my experiences with plant medicine, specifically ayahuasca. And so Devin asked me as well. And so in this episode, it is about 20 minutes. I break down my entire experience with ayahuasca, my thoughts on it, my beliefs around it. And Devin and I are going to record um, an entire podcast because he's also sat with the medicine and he's a friend of mine who I trust inherently. And we're going to do an entire episode. And we talked about how we're going to talk about the integration uh, of messages that you receive, which are also the same messages you might receive in meditation or breath work. And so I'm going to use this episode as like an invitation because what I would love, and I'm releasing this instantly, is for you to listen to this. And then if you have any questions like that you want to ask about ayahuasca or plant medicine or ask us, and the podcast will not be advice, it will not be what you should or shouldn't do, it will be about our experiences, but you can make your own choices from that. Send them to me in a DM on Instagram or email them to us, our emails on the website. You can use the contact form uh, or get them to Ashley if you know Ashley. But I will take that list of questions and I will have them on the show for me and Devin to talk about as well. And so I'm actually really, really excited about this. And so this conversation was recorded uh, about an hour ago before I decided at the end of it to make it a podcast because I realized I really wanted to answer this question. And so the question that I was asked is, how is ayahuasca affected me or supported me both personally and professionally. So in my life and in my business. And so I break down all of it over like 20 minutes, including a lot of clarity and details of my story that might tie some pieces together for you if you've heard them. Also some ways to apply things now. And so I'm really excited about this one uh, to the point where I didn't even change out of my gym clothes. I just took my sweaty clothes to do this because I just want to talk about it so bad. So without further ado, I'm going to stop bumping my gums. But please, when you are done with the episode, please um, shoot me a DM. Let me know if you want me to answer any questions or us to talk about things on the show. Number two, do you like when I talk about these things in my experiences? Because if so, I will bring on quite a few of my friends and we can focus the lens on the same question to them in their experiences um, with other tools as well as plant medicines and things like that. So you just let me know. But I'm going to stop bumping my gums, enjoy the episode, and I cannot wait to read your DMs. But let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Alrighty. All right, man. I'm just going to let you ask me the question because it's way easier for me to just respond. Perfect. George, how has ayahuasca helped you personally and also professionally in the scope of business, your the business world? And what do you feel like has been the biggest impact in both personal and business? Yeah, I am. Uh, I was... And I'm going to frame this for everybody listening, watching. Uh, before we hit record, I told Devin, I was like, I am so excited to answer this question because 
I don't get asked this at all, which is random. It'll get brought up, but then no one will ever just ask. They'll be like, tell me about ayahuasca or what happened. And it's all the horror stories. And I was like, can somebody just ask me like what my experience was? So I'm really, really excited uh, to answer this one. So I'm going to start with, I can't speak about anybody else's experiences of like what they might experience, what they might see, what they might feel. I can only speak about my experience, but I am going to speak about it at a very high level in a way that I think people would have to think about it or be open to it to receive any level of benefit. So number one thing, um, ayahuasca, uh, I can genuinely say personally saved my life. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. No way other way to describe it saved my life and my journey to ayahuasca was not a smooth journey. It was a very, very bumpy road in this very deep process of healing. And in healing, I didn't see it as healing. It was pretty traumatic for all involved. Me, my wife, my kids, I was in dark places. I was in and out of the hospital, like psychiatric ward, depression, massively medicated, well on the surface that everybody saw was at the height of my career, height of my career. And just for the record, I found a photo the other day from that error, the height of my career five-ish years ago, and I was 88 pounds heavier than I am now. And so this will kind of frame all of this. So it was a bumpy road for me, and it wasn't just, I'm going to do ayahuasca. I had heard of ayahuasca and I was so resistant to any plant medicine, to any experience because I didn't want to surrender. And I was so afraid to let go of control that I ended up titrating into it. And so the first thing that I experienced that really opened me up was I, I did MDMA assisted psychotherapy. And in one night I went from being numb for 15 years to having feelings and like curing my PTSD, like at a level I've never even experienced, which then just kind of opened me up to everything. And so then the next thing I did is I sat with psilocybin and had a very, very incredibly powerful but dark night because I didn't understand what I had seen and what I had experienced. And then once I talked to somebody, I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then there's this saying with ayahuasca that says when it's time for you to go, she'll start calling and you won't be able to ignore her anymore. Right. And so just like it started showing up in my bubble, people were talking about it like boom, boom, boom. And then I was reached out to said, hey, we would love to invite you to our ayahuasca place to see if you can help us with our business and we'll cover your trip out. And I'm like, OK, here we go. And I was not in a very, very good place. I was in a very dark place. And it just so happened to be like, yes, I'll go. I was petrified, but I want to talk about this for everybody else. I was not petrified because of the war stories I'd heard or the glamification of like how bad it is or how hard it is. I had a healthy respect. I wasn't afraid of throwing up or peeing or pooping my pants. What I was afraid of was being vulnerable and surrendering control, knowing that when I drink this medicine, there is no more me at the steering wheel hiding from my feelings, right? Like that's the goddamn truth about it. 
it was not that I'm afraid to throw up. I've thrown up my whole life and I was bulimic for 15 years, right? I'm not afraid to throw up. Like I've shit my pants already. I was a deployed Marine. Like we know this game, right? So there was nothing there. And so that's why I talk about it. And I want to talk about it because ayahuasca is not something that you don't have. It is a tool that speeds up the process. And when it is described as 20 years of therapy in one night, that 1000% feels true for me. And in, in sitting with ayahuasca, which I think has been, I think, 16 times for me now, you get to a point where you always recognize that drinking the medicine is only the first 1% of the entire game because the medicine is not going to give you anything you don't have. It doesn't install anything in you. It removes all the noise. It removes all the stories, all the wounds, all the bullshit that we tell ourselves and kind of forces you to look at yourself from a place of self-love. And then once you have that awareness, though, it doesn't magically change your behaviors when you go home. It doesn't magically make your life around you suddenly be like, oh, you drank ayahuasca, George. I'm glad that you see this now. We're going to change all our behaviors. No, 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 no. It means you get to come home. And then those things that you saw are muscles that you have to flex every single day for the rest of your life. Because the moment you stop flexing it, you're basically negating the gift that you were given of clarity of who you are. And then that's when the game really begins. And so for me, that's what ayahuasca was like. And so it put me in this place where my external circumstances didn't change. We were still at like the low of the low close to divorce, close to bankruptcy, close to losing everything. And what it gave me was almost a permission slip to do the thing I was afraid to do that I had already been thinking about for a year. And it cut all the noise out and I didn't allow me to be mean to myself. And I just had this clarity. And for the first time in my life, I made a decision at like 33 years old, 34 years old, that I can say was the first decision I only ever truly made for me. And when I made that decision, which was I need to give away civilized caveman and delete social media and disappear off the internet, no one wanted me to do it. Nobody. But there was this knowing in my heart that said, I have to do this and only I can do this and I have to trust myself enough to do this because that's the truth that I saw. And so I did it. And it created... The life that I live now, which was all accidental and also beautiful, but it was not a paved road of gold, rainbows, and unicorns to get here. That catalyst and that moment set off a chain of events that then allowed me to see my world very differently with this new awareness and things were breaking everywhere. Because when you start getting clear on what you want, you can't get mad at how it gets delivered to you. Because sometimes it looks like divorce. Sometimes it looks like losing a business. Sometimes it looks like losing your number one client. Sometimes it looks like literally closing a mastermind that you've had for four years on a feeling or launching a podcast out of thin air or doing an event because you've never done it. We have to be willing when we see the path to follow it. And for me, what plant medicine did is it removed every bullshit excuse that I've ever had that says, I don't know how to do this, or I can't figure this out, or I'm a bad human being. 
And it says, you know that you're not now. We've shown you. You've seen it. You've seen it yourself. And so any moment you believe anything otherwise, we're not going to help you. Break check. Let me take a moment to interrupt myself. I don't run ads on my own podcast, but sometimes I forget that I can tell you about things on my own show. So I'm interrupting for a very important announcement, which is the Lighthouse Business Accelerator, because it is event time. And as a fellow entrepreneur and business owner, you know how important it is to attend live events, especially ours with the world's most intense Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship with the best prizes. But that's why I'm thrilled to invite you to our event that will transform your business and catapult your personal growth as a leader in the industry. And if you do not believe me, I swear to God, just go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. I will not tell you. The people on the page will tell you. Their videos will tell you. But the event is getting ready to happen November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana, my beautiful home at the Grouse Mountain Lodge. We have a new event location. So down and dirty. It is a three-day event with an optional four. And everybody takes the fourth. They're just limited spots. But you'll find out more about those. Who's going to be speaking? Luckily for you, the best. My dear friend, Mo Ismail, and my, myself will be co-curating. He'll be speaking, and he is literally the best in the world at short-form content. It is mind-blowing. When he speaks, everybody writes notes and listens. My dear friend, John Wellborn, who is just a wealth of walking wisdom and knowledge. He was a NFL player for 10 years. He studied stoicism. He has degrees in rhetoric and from all these different places. And I learned so much. And then I have a special surprise up my sleeve, but I'll keep that with you there. So at our event, it's all about community. It's all about relationships. And our goal isn't just for you to walk away with clarity, which you will, mastery and understanding of customer journey, which you will, but also feeling recharged and on fire, ready to go into the world, knowing you have community and support. And so whether you're just starting out, totally fine. We have about half the room of that. Running a seven-figure business, totally fine. We have you. Eight-figure business, we got you. And we have had billionaires in the room. And we focus on principles and communities. And everybody learns from each other. Everybody benefits from each other. And everybody wins. And so I can't wait for you to be one of the 75 entrepreneurs in the room in that next experience with your bucket full. So I'm going to let you get back to the content but I'm going to tell you, I cannot wait to hug you and high five you in Montana. So come be ready to be with 75 entrepreneurs that are all hungry for growth and networking and supporting. And of course, the world's most competitive rock, paper, scissors championship. So I'm going to let you get back to the content. But irregardless, right now, it's time to go to mindofgeorge.com event. Check it out. And we will see you November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana. It put me in this place where my external circumstances didn't change. We were still at like the low of the low, close to divorce, close to bankruptcy, close to losing everything. And what it gave me was almost a permission slip to do the thing I was afraid to do that I had already been thinking about for a year. And it cut all the noise out and it, it didn't allow me to be mean to myself. And I just had this clarity. And for the first time in my life, I made a decision at like 33 years old, 34 years old, that I can say was the first decision I only ever truly made for me. And when I made that decision, which was I need to give away civilized caveman and delete social media and disappear off the internet, no one wanted me to do it. Nobody. But there was this knowing in my heart 
that said, I have to do this and only I can do this. And I have to trust myself enough to do this because that's the truth that I saw. And so I did it. And it created the life that I live now, which was all accidental and also beautiful, but it was not a paved road of gold, rainbows, and unicorns to get here. That catalyst and that moment set off a chain of events that then allowed me to see my world very differently with this new awareness and things were breaking everywhere. Because when you start getting clear on what you want, you can't get mad at how it gets delivered to you. Because sometimes it looks like divorce. Sometimes it looks like losing a business. Sometimes it looks like losing your number one client. Sometimes it looks like literally closing a mastermind that you've had for four years on a feeling or launching a podcast out of thin air or doing an event because you've never done it. We have to be willing when we see the path to follow it. And for me, what plant medicine did is it removed every bullshit excuse that I've ever had that says, I don't know how to do this, or I can't figure this out, or I'm a bad human being. And it says, you know that you're not now. We've shown you, you've seen it, you've seen it yourself. And so any moment you believe anything otherwise, we're not gonna help you. We're not gonna reward you. The universe is not gonna give you abundance because that is not abundant energy. It's scarcity. And then whenever my life gets out of whack, it always comes back to the same things. Am I loving myself? Am I taking care of myself? Am I operating from my heart? Am I out of integrity anywhere? Am I out of alignment anywhere? And then that typically leads to, oops, I made a Band-Aid there. Oops, I need to now check my behavior. I need to flex that muscle differently. And what it does is it just gives me this massive, massive awareness, but also accountability at a level that I've never, ever experienced before. Because I also now have the evidence that when I live in my truth and when I follow the path of the thing that I learned or the clarity that I had and I process those emotions and I start feeling like shit again about the same thing, that's not because it showed up again. That's because I went back there and found that shit and wanted to self-suffer again and self-sabotage because I already worked through it. And so it holds me accountable to this level of I now know the only way I will win in this world is if I invest in myself every single day. And that has to be the number one priority. My physical well-being, my emotional well-being, my mindset, my body, like it's my temple. And when I do that, it keeps me in my heart. And then when I operate based on the principles that I've learned that I truly, truly believe in and am willing to stand in them, I am rewarded amazing. But sometimes what it looks like hurts. It looks like letting go of everything again, almost losing the business again a couple months ago, having to rebuild it, change my whole model, lose my top clients to then have clarity to be like, wow, thank you. This is happening for me, not to me. And so for me, plant medicine is like the ultimate red pill. And you have to be willing and ready to look at the envelopes that get delivered. And that's my invitation for people with plant medicine, because if you go into it like, oh, my God, it's going to be horrible. I might shit my pants. I might be blank. They're talking about purging and purging could be laughing, crying, sweating, the chills, shaking, dancing, puking, sneezing, shitting, yawning. Those are all forms of purging. But we hear these things and then they allow us to scare them. And then we don't have this open mind. And you have to just understand 
that what it's really, really doing, it's removing all the noise between your head and your heart, and it's forcing them to reconnect to each other at a level that you, quite frankly, get shocked into. And this is like, no, this is who you really are. And yes, those things that you've hidden in your closet, you can't bury them. You have to look at them. And then that gives you a tool to then use in life to navigate the next situation. And that's it for me. And so when that starts being applied, that also has given me confidence every single where things have happened in my life. And this has literally been the year of like challenging me at a level, like a company that I had equity in that I literally considered life partners. They just exited me out. And then in a moment that has a catastrophic amount of numbers associated with that move, instead of going into meltdown and being upset, I literally was like, thank you. Holy moly. I literally was complaining that I needed to be home more and wanted to spend more time with my son. And that company had me in Austin two weeks out of the month. And so, yes, that number is catastrophic. And then within an hour, I realized how good it was and then came home, had more time with Branson and generated more revenue than I would have in that company. But if I was sitting there so beat up, oh my God, this happened to me, la, 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 like, what am I fighting for? I'm not. I'm fighting for things that are already gone and I'm just self-suffraging. And so for me, once I've gotten those awarenesses, it's kind of hard to exist in my own bullshit. And so I'm like, great, what am I going to do now? Got it. I can feel how I feel, but I still get to go work. What am I going to build? How am I going to build it differently? Where am I going to change my behavior? And it's this constant I, 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 not what's the world doing to me or how are they treating me? And in the lens of business and personal, it changes the game everywhere. It's true personal responsibility. And, and I can say that in 99.9% .9 of the situations that happen in my life where the situation isn't ideal or I even find myself complaining about it, I can check myself pretty quickly and realize that I created it because it was something that I could have done differently or I could have spoken differently. And it makes me feel like I'm constantly in a position of ownership and responsibility, but I control the outcomes. I control the outcomes all day. And so that's what it's given me. And I feel like that clarity has also given me confidence to say like, hey, yes, that's a big number, but something in me doesn't feel right about that move. And I have to trust myself enough to say no to that deal, no matter how much money is coming in, because it feels out of alignment, knowing and truly believing that the right one will show up. And so that's kind of how I feel like I've benefited from ayahuasca. What a blessing it is to have something that has been ingrained in a root format that's been brought to the forefront, put on a silver platter. And it says, if you are the one that is ready for this, if I've been calling you and you come to the doorstep, that it's not going to do anything else besides benefit you. But you have to be willing to walk through those dark moments, dark nights, yeah. right? Not fight it, completely surrender and yep. so you've done it around 17 times or, yeah, or so. Yeah, six, 16 times. And and, and I want to add this one part too, because I said this earlier and I alluded to how ayahuasca was the tool. One of the most powerful messages that I received on one ayahuasca journey was it had been about two years since I'd sat with mother ayahuasca, but I was really, really diligent about my breath work leading up to it and like even up to it and breath work. 
I have had more psychedelic experiences on transformational breath work and more intense than I ever have had on ayahuasca. And I've had some crazy fucking nights on ayahuasca. Okay. And I never forget this. The first night I was back with the medicine, I, I saw in, in my world who I, I, who I see as God that I've met on ayahuasca. And the first thing and the first message I was received, it was, it's so good to see you again different vehicle, same destination. And I realized that I was seeing that same thing and getting those messages in breath work. And so when I say ayahuasca is a tool, it's like NOS, it's like rocket fuel, right? And it has the same active component of psilocybin, but it operates and acts a little bit differently. And psilocybin is still a very, very fast F1 car, right? Breath work, can be all the way from a kid's Mini Cooper go-kart that goes five miles an hour, depending on which breath work you use and how you use it, all the way up to NOS by using the same tool and getting to the same clarity and the same releases, just like other modalities like meditation and breath of fire yoga, like Kundalini and transcendental meditation from Joe Dispenza. I just want to say this, that I'm telling you that ayahuasca is not the solution. It is one of many, many tools. And to say this as well, you have to be open and willing to take the message that comes from the envelope, because I'm telling you, it's like the matrix. You do not get to put it back in the box. It never goes back in the box. And anytime you try to put it back in the box, the results in your life will remind you, and the word I will use is painfully, that if every time you ignore it, this is what's going to happen. And the only solution is to open the box back up and be like, oh yeah, I can't ever ignore this message. And so my invitation is if, if you really play this game, you make sure you're right. Make sure your intentions are right. Make sure you're pure and clear. Make sure it's not a solution to a problem because I made that mistake and those nights were not fun. <laughs> And then the moment I surrendered and accepted that that was my behavior, it turned into rainbows and unicorns. I'm like, thank you for the lesson, right? And so I just think it's important because I think in the sensationalism of it that I've seen, and I've seen many documentaries of it, some amazing, some not, um, in the ones that I've seen, it's like the sensationalism of this is the one cure-all for everything, as well as this is the most intense thing ever, and this this will kill you, and like... The over-sensationalism of all of it is the problem, right? It's been around and documented for like five to 6,000 years. Literally in the cultures, in the places that I go from the shamans and the Taita, Taita Juanita has been drinking it since he was six years old and he's 109 and he still travels and drinks it. In Peru and in Costa Rica and in the areas that it originates from, it's given to women during labor and childbirth. The kid drinks it as soon as they're born, different brews for different reasons. Different cultures like Colombia has more of a physical purgative, their yahe. Ayahuasca is bred to be a physical purgative and the ceremony is done throughout the night and it's designed to physically cleanse you out. And, and very few people have any psychedelics because they brew it a little differently. Whereas another brew from you know, somewhere else in Colombia or Peru is designed to be more psychedelic with less physical and then some are in the middle. And so there's all these different tools. And so you have to understand that that's what they are. And the over sensationalism of all of it is typically a red flag for me. But the moment you're open to like, well, it could be that way or it could be this way. You're in the right place.
Yeah, I definitely have experienced all of it. Yeah. Um, seven different ceremonies, go down to Peru every time. And it's been an amazing tool for myself. And like yourself, I feel like I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have the understanding. I wouldn't operate at the conscious level, which I currently do. And for it to eradicate so many daily anxieties for me to actually understand what I was projecting outward was my insecurities that were truly deep down and inward. And we can go on for hours. That is so clear. Like, I I love that. You know what? We should. We should do. We can do this on my podcast. We'll do an entire episode and we can talk about all of it because I've I've been meaning to. And I was like, well, you've done it. I've done it. Let's talk about it because fuck it you're here right now so we'll do that we'll i'll have ashley schedule it um so we can do that um but yeah and and i i love that the way that you just summarized that is very 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 beautiful um and the thing the thing for me too is like you even said like now that i operate at this level of consciousness the thing for me that's really interesting is like the more awareness i have of whatever i'm operating level on the more awareness of also how infinitesimal I am and how little I know and how more humble I should be every day and how much more I should stop pretending to know everything and just frame everything as a question. Right. And so it's this, it's this constant path of learning, unlearning, relearning, unlearning, unattachment release to just literally pure curiosity and understanding that that is like the best state of being because none of us truly ever really know our brain is just operating on memory from the past for reference and then projecting out possible worst case scenarios in the future. And then we're either avoiding them, reacting or responding to them and making a decision from some of those same memory banks. And yeah, so 100%. that's the Putting most that narrative gap, right? Yeah. I think that's the most interesting part for me. Like I, I think about that often because I, I, I find my ego and I find my, my, my own wounds and shadows that never go away. They just have cups of coffee and you know where they exist in your closet and they pick their little head out. You're like, oh, you're thirsty here. Go back in the closet. I know you're here. Thank you for being a part of me. I love you, but you're not driving today. And it becomes this finding all the check engine lights in your life to be aware of them. So when they pop off, you can give it a cup of coffee, put it back in the closet and drive from the future. And then when you get to the point where there's not many check engine lights popping off, you need to wake up every day and start driving your car into a wall as fast as you can and finding as many because that's the new path of growth. And so I think that's like the the also the simplest of it and the hardest of it because any moment I'm ruminating of like oh I know oh fuck there's doing again complaining bitching any of it it's just scarce bullshit energy that once I'm through it I'm gonna end up right back in the same place I'm just doing self suffrage by doing it in the first place and so that's kind of the last way I would summarize now knowing that we're gonna unpack all of this which I'm excited about. Yeah, I would love to unpack it. One of the things I like to focus on that podcast is how important is taking those envelopes and reintegrating the correct way to not lose sight of all those lessons that were learned in those moments and being able to ensure that the traction is generated throughout this reborn life that you're living. I I love that. And I'm glad that this is recorded because Ashley will watch it. And also how that same exact answer applies to the same clarity you get in ideation sessions in your business in breathwork sessions 
when you're doing them personally in meditation sessions in your stillness practices. And so it is a ubiquitous tool that isn't just from ayahuasca or psilocybin or MDMA or any of the other tools that you may use or any of the other modalities that don't require plant medicines. It is the same answer. And it's you learning how to trust your intuition and know that you're getting these messages for a reason. And so we will talk about all of that. So I'm stoked. I appreciate your time. Oh, I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you. So have a beautiful day. I love you. Remember that relationships will always beat algorithms, but this one, the one with you, is the most important one. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.